Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Suns insider Kellen Olsen joins Burns and Gambo to talk Phoenix Suns basketball. Hey, Kevin. Uh, Kellen Olsen, Arizona Sports. Nice to meet you. Welcome to the Valley. Uh, oh, yeah. Can you say it again? I'm Kellen. Welcome to the Valley. Nice to meet you. Courtside with Kellen. Brought to you by Southwest Gas. Committed to exceeding expectations today while innovating sustainable solutions for tomorrow. Hey, Kellen, the next time you're yelling randomly at Kevin Durant, can you just yell at him to come back a little bit sooner here? This is this is getting a little difficult to watch without him. Think you can make something work on that for me? Uh, hey, 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 Kevin, uh, two weeks instead of three. Was, was that good? Something like that, yeah. Uh, I'm sorry, Kevin, you couldn't hear me. Two weeks, right? You're going to be back in two weeks. Mm-hmm. Right, yeah. Probably not. Kellen Olson, our son's guru, joining us on the Arizona Sports Line. As uh, I'm kidding, but I'm not because it's you know it's it's getting to be about that time. We're all looking for Kevin Durant to return because watching the returns without him and it's been a struggle. Kellen, let's just address it right out of the shoot. You watched it last night. You wrote about it this morning on ArizonaSports.com on the matter of officiating. Is it a ref problem? Is it a son's problem? And if it's somewhere in between. Where's the lean in that question? I think it's about 80, 20, 90, 10, the Suns fouling and the 10 to 20 percent being the referees. I I think there's always going to be some kind of balance somewhere in the middle. I just think it depends on where you land. The problem for the Suns in the past, they've always been a bad team at generating free throws. Go back to the finals run, and they were a bad team at generating free throws. The problem is that they're dead last right now in opposing free throw rate, the amount of free throws that they're giving up, and that can't happen. Like You can't be horrible in both areas and expect to win basketball games consistently at this level, and, and that's where their numbers have found them at specifically, which is this tailspin they put themselves in in the last dozen games. When you look at opposing free throw rates since the All-Star break, the Suns are in dead last, and the margin between them and the team in 29th is so severe that if you compare it to the regular season leaderboard, it's the difference between 30th and 5th. Like That is the discrepancy we're talking about, how bad they've been at fouling and giving the opponent free throws. And look, like Giannis and Shea, they're going to play that the way they are, and, and they, they've earned that right at the whistle. Last night was a bit confusing with this Austin Reeves propaganda. I know you guys... You guys know how much I love that guy. We talked about him in the pre-draft process a couple of times. The kid I liked out of Oklahoma partially because he got to the line. But he's attempted 53 in the last four games, and that's a bit outrageous for me. Even if he plays downhill, even if he plays contact, some of the calls he was getting last night were the ones that you give to stars in the league. And like I said, I like the kid, but he, he hasn't been that in the league just yet. So that was the only issue that I took with it in terms of just looking at it on both sides. I didn't think that the Suns were in line for 30 free throws instead of 20. I just think there were a handful of trips you could have taken off the Lakers. But with that said, guys, if we're talking about 35 free throws for Lakers instead of 46, 35 to 20 discrepancy, that's still really bad. And that's kind of what it's unfortunately been for them all year. How much um, did Mikhail Bridges excellent defensive play cover up a lot of the deficiencies that we're seeing now with the Phoenix Suns and all the fouling that's going on? I think the way I've been thinking about it lately, Gambo, is that when we would see the defense go through a two, three-minute stretch um, in, in the second half, particularly when Mikel was on the bench, that's when he would check back in because we know we would see those nights where he would play 40-plus minutes in both games of a back-to-back. He would play 45 this night. and That's not obviously by design, but there were just some nights where defensively 
they didn't have it all together, and he would just have to come in there. And it's not like that he would fix everything necessarily, but just having him on the ball and in the defense was a nice base for them to work out of. And that was always going to be the biggest adjustment for them after this trade. It wasn't going to be on offense. It was always going to be defense on defense. The problem is we were talking about that with Kevin Durant in the lineup. He's not in the lineup right now, and it just seems like that last adjustment they've been dealing with so many throughout the year of guys being in and out, but this latest one of Durant being in for three games and now being out again just seems to be too much for their structure and their organization, particularly on defense right now. Kellen Olson, our son's guru from ArizonaSports.com, is joining us here on the Burns and Gambo Show. As part of your uh, write-up today on ArizonaSports.com, you included the the two numbers that just drove me crazy when we're having this foul conversation. The Phoenix Suns are 26 in the NBA in drives per game. They're dead last in the NBA in percentage of shots taken at the rim. It seems to me that if you are that low in those two numbers while simultaneously completing Complaining about the calls that you're not getting—that's a hard—that's that, a, that's a hard pill to swallow, I think, for some. Because I, I think, from the eye test standpoint, the Suns don't play a style that typically gets a lot of calls of baskets and or, or foul calls, and these numbers kind of back that. Right, they do, and 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 they don't play that that style. I mean, you look across. I- how much of a breath of fresh air is Josh Okogie's driving to the rim bin and him seeking out contact? There's a reason it's been such a breath of fresh air because no one else on the team really does it. Uh, part of Monty's rant last night included that the bench had zero free throws, but if you look at campaign and Landry Shamit historically over their career, they rarely generate free throws, and Cam is a guy who who makes a lot of his money because of the rim pressure that he gets, but at the same time, a lot of the shots that he's taking at the rim aren't, aren't contested. He's not playing through contact necessarily. And then when the guy is there at the rim, he's taking a floater. We saw that floater a few times last night. Landry Shaman has played really well in these last two games, but even last night we saw one of the problems he runs into, which is once he dribbles inside the three-point line, looks to attack, and there's a driving lane there, he rarely takes it. He takes a pull-up jumper or he kicks the ball out. And those are two problems for those two guys and there are just a couple of other names on the roster that just don't put up those free throws. Chris Paul and DeAndre Ayton are two of them as well. And, and it's just never been a part of Chris's game, really. It's never really been a part of DA's game. Booker's the only guy that's consistently done it. So in terms of the generating free throws, I'm not really sure where the logical argument is for them beyond their some fouls being missed. But Gamble, you said it earlier in the show. Like it's just been the fishing's not been good this year. Not everyone's getting the call. Like it's just going to happen to everyone. Yeah, the officiating's been terrible. I do think that Monty's got to figure this out. We're running out of time. I mean, his rotation, uh, he, you know, guys need to know what their roles are. And I think there's too many undefined roles on the roster. TJ Warren doesn't play, doesn't play. And yesterday, he's the first guy off the bench after Landale came in for biz only because of foul trouble. Then TJ's the first guy in for Torrey, 527 mark. I mean, Ish was playing. Now Ish wasn't playing. Damian Lee was your best corner three guy, and now he's not playing. I, I think, I, I think Monty's, I, you can't wait any longer like you got to define these roles and these guys need to know what's expected of me down the stretch because he's just playing too many of these players right and the way you put a gambo with using down the stretch i think before we were picturing this rotation battle it's kind of like okay figure it out until the playoffs like mix and match figure out which guy works best and stuff but now we're talking about the standings because as much as we talked about on the show in the last couple of weeks the inability of other teams to catch them that's true, but the Suns just couldn't take a nosedive, and they've lost five of their last six games. They're still in a pretty comfortable position to finish fourth, but they can't afford another slip-up like this. They can't afford another three losses in four games, kind of anything like that, because if they do that again, 
then they're going to quickly be in the 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11 mumbo-jumbo that everyone else below them find themselves in right now. And with that, they've just got to sort out what, some of what's going wrong right now. And one of the easiest ones right now is, like you said, just sort out the rotation, find your nine guys, find your ten guys, whatever number you want to settle on, whether it's nine or ten, have those guys play. One of them's campaign, one of them's Landry Shamit, one of them is the backup center, and then one of them is an extra wing. Is it T.J. Warren? Is it Damian Lee? Is it Terrence Ross? Like, Ish Wainwright. you, you got to pick one and figure out what you need more offense, defense. Of course, the reason he's doing this is because some nights he's getting too much offense, not enough offense. Some nights he's not getting enough defense, and there aren't enough clear two-way guys that come off the bench. But with that being said, uh, no other options. You're running out of time, and, and you got to figure it out now. All right, real quick, leave us with this. Just looking at Dwayne Rankin's Twitter account from AZ Central. Apparently no DeAndre Ayton again tomorrow in Sacramento. Kevin Durant's been ruled out as well. We expected that, but DeAndre Ayton apparently didn't make the trip to Sacramento. Probably not a surprise given that the second night of that back-to-back is home against Philly. I, can we expect him back reasonably soon, do you think, or is at this point just wait and see when it comes to DeAndre? Unfortunately, day-to-day, just like James Jones said on the air with you guys uh, earlier, and and that's the kind of spot we find themselves in, find ourselves in with these injuries and trying to evaluate when they are. There hasn't been like a reevaluation date announced for DeAndre, and that puts him in the day-to-day category, which makes you think like at the most he's going to be out a week or two and then so it seems like he's he's closer than he was before which is which is what they always say but man we we talked about it on last week's show right how big of a back-to-back this was to have deandre we talked about sabonis and envy this matchups but the kings are seventh in free throw rate and the sixers are second so they've got to sort out their foul issues here or these two teams are going to live at the line just like the lakers did just like the thunder did and if they can correct that they're in a good spot here to win one of these two games if not we're going to be Talking about that play in line on Monday, guys. Oh, don't even bring that up. Yeah, don't leave even. me with this. Um, I mean, I asked James Jones. Jones, do you, do you believe that Kevin Durant can can fix all, the majority of the problems that they're seeing with this Phoenix Suns basketball team right now, or is he alone not enough to fix the issues? Yes, I think that he can, and I think that this team clearly needs some kind of lift from someone and it's just waiting there right it's 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 Durant's return and once it does I think that's going to snap everyone into place I mean we saw it in those three games just the extra energy and effort that everyone was really playing with and the intent that they found with Durant around we saw it in the Kings game before he played he just practiced with them and we could see the effect that he was having already I I do believe he will and the good news is uh, for all the talk we're talking about guys even if they fall to five six or seven no one else is figuring it out in the West right now. It, it's completely wide open. So uh, there's that going forward and the fact that this team has Kevin Durant and Devin Booker on it and no other team in the West can claim that, of course. Yeah. Kellen, good stuff as always. We always enjoy reading your stuff at ArizonaSports.com, as I know Suns fans do as well. We appreciate the time, man. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Have a good one. You too. Kellen Olson joining us on the Arizona Sports Line.